episode four of the Hibs Ramble. It's me hosting again. I'll say again because I wasn't here for the last one. Episode four of Hibs Ramble. It's myself, Craig, and joined by Liam. Liam, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm just uh, sort of in cool down mode. I'm doing the non adult thing of going on holiday this year. So yeah, I've done the same. Away, uh, away to Mallorca in a couple of weeks, which should be should be good. Oh, I'm um, not going on holiday at all. Oh, you're not? Nah, couldn't afford that after having the baby. Eh? That's a shame. You need to, it's a shame. You need to stop New York next them. year, though, sign. Oh, wait, there's your dog, Sonny. Uh, be, be Sonny. Just decided to make, a, make an appearance on the desk. Are you all right? Anyway, we're not here about you. We're here about the Hibs. Yes. Um, so this week, obviously, we've had... Uh, there's been a few updates coming out for the club mm-hmm. in terms of players... Uh, coming back for injury and whatnot, players potentially coming in, players potentially coming out, so we'll get to that. But first, we'll sort of quickly go over Livingston. Now, I wasn't at the Tony Macaroni purely because, like I said, I'm going on holiday and I couldn't justify the 84 quid it would have cost for for us all to go. Liam, you were there. Yep. How, short in summary, how do you feel the game went from our perspective in terms of coming off that high, uh, obviously getting that last-minute equalising winner against Hearts the week before? I, I think that it's difficult because obviously a team like Hibs should be going to the Tony Macaroni and getting three points, really. Um, but Livingston always make it hard for you. So you kind of knew from the off that there was maybe it was going to be a tough game because it usually is there. Um but performance-wise, like first half, uh, you know, you probably heard that on all the other podcasts. It just wasn't good enough, really. Um, you know, far too slow to get started. Um, and it, it just wasn't good enough. The the passing wasn't there. It didn't look like we had any bite about us, any kind of intelligence or know-how in the final third. It was just really lackluster. But different story second half, mate. I I mean I caught the I had the first half on open all mics and Alan Preston was about creaming into his jocks talking about how poor Hibs were but when you watch it back we we really were poor yeah see see just on how there's been all this chat about Lee Johnson doesn't know the Scottish game as well as he thinks he does he shows a bit naivety a bit arrogance a bit ignorance at times you think that shows me I'm putting Paul Hanlon straight back in. Knowing that, I mean, I don't know if you've heard Long Bangers done a done a space. Um, I saw that, but I, I never, uh, I never tuned in. Marvin Bartley was on it. Oh, was it? Yeah, uh, they had Marvin Bartley. I think Marvin done one on the Wednesday, maybe, and then Matty and that done one on the Thursday. Um, today's Thursday. There was. I, I might just be getting my wires crossed because obviously, uh, Bartley's at Livingston. But there was someone did say on one of them about Hanlon going up against Nubly. Yeah, and it was a bit imm- of a immediately, immediately when when Livingston seen the team, they were like, ah, "This this could this." Even though Nubly's not the greatest, Kim, what reminded me a of monster? He's a monster, a guy. It reminded me of Hibs Hearts at Tynecastle last season, the three-one game where yeah, they beat us. Him. Yeah, the day that my yeah. bear was born. <laughs> and Ellis Sims ragdolled Paul Hanlon that day. And I'd said to my, my dad after they'd scored, I went, it's incredible that 
Paul Hanlon has let himself be chucked about by this new play all day, really. Um, when the exact same thing happened with Sims against Hearts, you'd think that maybe he would have learnt from that. But, um, you know, it's just a bit... It's a, it's a bit crap, really. And it, I think it's a difficult game for Paul Hamlet to come right back into as well. But up against that wall puncher, um, it's always going to be difficult. Uh, especially on the, the artificial pitch as well. And I just, this is only my opinion, but get any chat I have signing Joel Nubley in the bin immediately. Like, just because he's good against us does not mean that he would be good for us. And that kind of player isn't what Johnson wants. I mean, we'll go... Nah. To go over the goals, I mean, the first goal is just a pure catalogue errors. The the pass for uh, Chibraya wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the yeah. greatest. But then, it, was, it was really poor, actually. It's it's not like him, not like how we've seen the last couple of games. and Because he, he just kind of put it behind Kenny. Aye. But then Kenny's sort of anticipation and get he just kind of waits for the ball and, and mm-hmm. Jason Holt just comes in and Barges them, but yeah. the, the bit for me that I didn't really like, and I, I think Ken has been really good since he came in. Um, I thought, me you know, too. Uh, I mean, it's seen Hibbs put out a stat last week that he's the, you know, he's made the most defensive recoveries and he's not been dribbled past, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But his effort in getting back, yeah, I mean, I don't when you watch, I don't know if the way that Jason Holtz hit him, has he maybe been slightly winded? And that's maybe because his effort and get I mean his his effort in tracking back is almost non existent and I think for for reading anyway on you know on the forums and on Twitter and that that's what sort of riled a lot of people is that he made yeah. a half half arsed attempt to get him back and then you've got whatever attempt that a tackle Paul tries to do and then obviously yeah it was pretty pathetic wasn't it I mean Marshall goes down far too easily. Um, for me, anyway, kind of, he kind of goes to his right, which almost opens up the goal to Nubli on his left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our yeah. goal's a bit, a bit fortuitous in that it's a clearance that volleys off Eliuan's head right <laughs> into the path of Kenna. And then I thought for the second half we were fairly dominant. We had what was it, a spell of about? We had a, it felt like we had about seven corners, corners in a row, six or seven corners in a row. Um, but it was Raj. once again, I think I put it in the group chat at the time. Like it, this, either floated attempt in or sort of flighted attempt in, wasn't working. So surely, surely you have, but not even zinging it. You can have two, three, four, five different options for taking a corner. Like and hang is under twelves have two, three different options for taking a corner. Yeah, it's no, it's no basic. And then we get to their goal. And that, for one, it shouldn't have been a free kick in the, in the first place. But I thought it was. Nah. If anything, it probably should have been a Hibs free kick. But regardless of what way the free kick goes, you'd need to defend it better. And Doidge's just really sums up his last few months, really. He just completely loses Obelai. And I know we've had... It the, didn't even look like he wanted to mark him. Uh, he, just, he just let him Completely off. lost him. I mean, is a big laddie. I don't know how you can lose him. Aye, I just, I just think it's even worse. just get a grip of his shirt. Aye, I mean, make an attempt, but the fact that it just flights over and he's 
not even bothered to go for it and he's let Obelay go past him. Yeah. It's, um, it's really frustrating to watch because you can as a fan that if it was you in that position then you would be busting your arse mm-hmm. to get back and try and clear the ball. Aye, but... But the fact that it's just... It's, it's fucking annoying, really, when you watch it. No, I know. And then we had that sort of chance for Bojang near the end, which... What we're calling oh, it a yeah. I didn't think I'd having seen it because I managed to get a stream for the second half. I don't think it was a sitter. Like the way it was slightly behind him, the ball bounced in front of him. Like it, it wasn't the at the when you when you were reading stuff about it, you would have thought he'd missed an open goal for three feet out. I well, I thought I thought it, t- it took a bounce before he hit it, and then I spoke to Michael outside. And he was like, "Oh no, I never took a bounce. It just went straight across." But you can hear, you can hear, he's as cynical as they come. Aye. So, oh, we should have actually mentioned that. I just us two this week, Michael. Oh, uh, no, Michael. A, if you've not got, heard, yeah, Michael's got a prior engagement to which uh, took on more importance than than the ramble. We're all, four episodes in, and we've only been together for two of them. And I tell you what, it's me. I'm the constant. Aye, you're. The, I've got to be here. You're the Lewis Stevenson. In this podcast, consistently shite. <laughs> Enough. We won't have this. Will be a slander-free show. Uh, um, absolutely. So anyway, for the Tony Macaroni, we go into the depths of the Tony Macaroni to the kiosks for the second instalment of the Premiership review. Which pie is the best in the pie review? Which pie? Best in the review. So Liam, hit us, hit us with your, give us your score out of twenty and your breakdown, please. I draw my game, my breakdown to go to go through it first, and then you whatever, can have overall score. You know what? I'm the host, but whatever way, whatever way you feel comfortable with, mate. I feel that way it would maybe be a bit a bit better. So we'll go through temperature. I'm going for a three because it was, it was just average. It was it was it was warm. It wasn't quite warm enough for me. I like, like you said before. It was it's the lukewarm, the lukewarmness of a pie that really gets you right in the heart. Yeah. But it just it wasn't quite there. It was good. It wasn't quite there. The filling I've got as a three again. Okay. Uh, it was a steak and gravy that I had. Um. It was. It was actually pretty. It was pretty nice, but it was just like the ratios were all over the place. There was a bit too much steak, not enough gravy, and I, I don't usually complain about that. But when the ratios are off, then it just makes it. Yeah, if it's a sixty-forty split, then it can be a, almost accepted. But when you're going above sixty-five, seventy, you're in dangerous territory. I think. Exactly. Um, the pastry, again, is a three. I think you can see where this is going, Craig. Three threes. Um. The pastry, it was uh, it was nice and, and, and crunchy around the top, like the top rim. And it just, it was, uh, like, it got consistently soggier as you, I, as you went I down. I find that to be a consistent way a lot of pies in the league. Yeah. There never seems to be a, you never seem to get that Baines pie outer crust. Ken, what I think it is, though, I think it's the way that they heat them. Because they're obviously reheated. Aye. And listen, this is not a food podcast by any means, 
What is it? A pie podcast? Kind no, of. But we are connoisseurs of a pre-match pie. Yeah. PMP, the pre-match pie. <laughs> so it's only fair that we get to offer up a, an observation despite neither one of us having any culinary skills between us. Yes, no, I can I, I can cook a pie in an oven. Yep. That's come for a packet. I can do that. I can do that better um, than what we get served on a Saturday. Yeah, no, probably. And then finally, price point is also a three. Uh, £3.50 for a pie. I feel is in the modern market, it's just average, really. It's probably average price. You're probably looking at between £3 and £3.50 for a pie these days. Yeah, £7 for two of them. 60 pence more than than the McDermott Park pie. Yeah, it was. And I can't remember what I gave that. Do you feel I gave like, that a three as well. I, well, like, I feel like that's £2.90. I feel like the like the £3 to £3.50 range is your average. I forgot like what Hibs are. Than, Hibs were £3.85, oh. which I, I said... I said, and I, I quote, "Oh no, I, I've not quoted it yet because I've not, I've not did the the Hibs pie, but I, I've got in my notes here it's a disgrace." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so threes all across the board. Twelve out of twenty for Linkson. Two words: tremendously average. I would sum up your two words, William, with "not good enough," and it needs to be better. Yep. Quite right. What did you think of the jungle, by the way? The jungle for the the pie review. Did uh, you like it? Yeah. I, th- I like to think that we're staying on top of trends as well, because uh, it was a trend yeah. on social media for a while. Billy it's nice to see that we're keeping in down with the kids, so they say. Yeah, trying to anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like we said at the start, there's a lot. Of, there's been a lot of chat this week uh, from Lee Johnson about potential improvements to the squad. You know, fans talking about improvements to the squad where we still need. Um, possibly bodies in, but there was also a chat that he sort of gave an indication that there will also be movement out the way. Yes. Looking at the first team squad as it is at the moment, I don't really see a lot of scope for movement out unless it's two names. And the two names that keep coming up are Josh Campbell and Christian Deutsch. However, yeah. Johnson seems to like Campbell, and also we've seen the you know we've heard the chat about that Doidge is quite happy in Edinburgh because he's his partners at university. But do you yeah. see anywhere else in the squad where there could potentially be movement? Because the only way I say that is that the first eleven is pretty settled. So, for example, yeah. Joe Newell, who I think uh, a lot of Hibs fans are it's divided a bit Joe fed Hibs. up with at the moment, could see him go, but that would require a first-team central midfielder to come in, which I didn't necessarily see. Where do you see the the potential outgoings? You know, could we, could it maybe be Dabrowski? Could he be one? Could Lewis Miller maybe go out on loan? Could Kyle McClellan maybe go out on loan? But the way yeah. I was reading it was that it would it would be it would be permanent exits for certain players. Yeah. Um I think really the only outgoings that I can see is is players out on loan. Dylan Tate, maybe. Um he's he was left out of the squad for the Portugal trip and he's he's I don't not think really he's been, been in a first team squad in the league anyway. 
No, not in the league. Um, I think so he maybe got limited be... minutes. Did he know maybe get like five, ten minutes yeah. against Clyde and then he played the second half so, against yeah. Norwich? Yeah. Yeah. So that he might be one. You know, Billy Billy likes him. Billy thinks he's a good player. So yeah. Billy probably wouldn't be very happy. Um, I'm going out, but I think that if he's not going to get minutes here, then it, the best thing for him is to go out on loan. Uh, you mentioned Josh Campbell there. I've actually recently done a heel turn in how I feel about Josh Campbell. And I actually am admiring him now for the, the work rate that he gives. So that, that would be a face turn because you went from bad to good. Oh, right. Well, heel turns good to bad. Every day's a school day with yeah, you, Craig. Exactly. So I've, I've done a face turn with... Uh, doesn't sound right, really, a face oh. turn. Uh, with Josh Campbell. But, um, yeah... Uh, I would, even though that has happened for me, in my opinion, it maybe would be beneficial to get him out on loan to like a Kilmarnock or uh, or St Mirren or someone like that, where he'll, he'll be able to get on the ball quite a lot and he'll be an influential player. But, but really, other than that, really yeah, Doidge, Doidge out, maybe Hanlon. Do you really think that Josh Campbell, at 22, needs another loan? Like, I know he's had the loan to Edinburgh City and that. Like, surely it's made... I don't know what to say, make or break for him at Hibs, but, I mean, it's now's his chance to establish him. If he goes out on loan, comes back at 23, like, he's no... Do you know what I mean? He can only get yeah. better whilst at Hibs with the age that he's at now. Because I don't think... He, don't, he doesn't necessarily need first-team games. You know, he's played in a few derbies. He's played at Hamden a couple of times. Like, he's had experience of the big games. I don't think he necessarily yeah. needs... But I, I'm I'm sort of like you. I think he's he's almost became like Stevenson in the middle. Do you know he he's no a standout, but yeah. he's by no means the worst player on the park. And maybe you could even attribute Saturday's defeat to him not being in the midfield that there wasn't enough legs. The yeah, there certainly wasn't. Uh, there certainly wasn't an engine like he brings in the midfield and I don't think anyone for a second can doubt his work rate and the fact that he puts his cell about his ability uh, can be questioned from time to time but I think he, he definitely gets a bad rap but for for nothing really like I mean I've been critical of, of Josh Campbell in the past but this season well the, the last obviously the first couple of games of the season where he played I felt like he brought something that no one else had in that midfield yeah. which we really did desperately miss on Saturday. Especially when you effectively look at it, that his replacement in the centre was Henderson. Who, yeah. To me... Different still, dynamics. Yeah, he is, but he still seems, even playing in that forward area, he still seems to... I mean, we've seen him in the centre of the midfield. We've seen him on the sort of left, attacking mid-left wing area. He doesn't seem strong enough physically to cope with physical defenders and I kind of I think it kind of mm-hmm. limits his, his place in the team to one area which is the 10 yeah but I think Johnson said in his post-match interview that we went to the 4-2-3-1 but because of the way that we have to play it you can't play it for 90 minutes and that's yeah. when he made that slight change that's when we started attacking more and got all those corners and that um, yeah I do I still think we desperately, desperately need a centre mid. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, we... I, it looks like that Luke McCormick might be coming in. I think Portsmouth were sniffing about him as well. 
Mm-hmm. But again, or is he at Portsmouth? No, he's at uh, Wimbledon. Ah, he's at Wimbledon. I'm, I'm at sure AFC it was Wimbledon. Someone like that who was suffering. About. Also, a bit of nugget, a bit of nugget of information for you. There was a scout from QPR at the Tony Macaroni on Sunday watching Porches. Yeah, yeah. He said that you and Stuart said that, didn't you? Yes. I uh, well, and for once, Stuart was not making this up because <laughs> I was there and I seen it with my two eyes. Well, if he goes... So make can... it that what you will. I think that the scout said to Stuart that they've been watching him for a wee while, but because of sometimes how rash he is yeah. and his, like, his card record, that it's, I don't think they're thinking about going for him anytime mm-hmm. soon, but he is on their radar. I wouldn't... I think if he gets to the end of the transfer window and he's not agreed a new contract, I think it'll be... Uh, we'll be looking at a pre-contract loss for for Porteous, which means that we should, you know, are we, is that maybe why McClellan's been brought in? Is he looked at as maybe the longer term replacement? I don't know. I think he was brought in for the Dev Squad, but then I but he's I mean, played like, a so couple with, of good games and with a Portugal. view to potentially replacing Porteous. We've obviously got Jack Bryden, yeah. who's very highly thought of out on loan as well. I was surprised um, he went out on loan. I thought we would have kept yeah, him in I, and about. I team. don't. I don't think he would have went back to FC Edinburgh if they hadn't got promoted into League One. Because I know that they were really keen on keeping him last season. But I I think what swung it for Hibs was that they were going to be in League One. So playing against Falkirk, Kelty, uh, Airdrie. Yeah, it's a good, those... it's a good um, standard in yep. that league this year. I'm friends with Robin McIntyre, the captain of FC Edinburgh. And he says that Alan Delfieri is... Got his cigars out all the time. Which, he's a touch of class. I mean, is he? He's played in the Belgian top flight. Is he really learning much by going out to League One? I suppose he's, he's still going to be. I think in, it's maybe just adapting to the country. I think he's still training with Hibs because uh, obviously uh, yeah, they're they they part time, so they'll still play in like development games and that. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to if he's strolling out, see him come back in January. Yeah. Um. He might be the central midfielder that we're looking for, really. Possibly. Uh, right, a couple of questions that we've had come in. Um, one for Gav Dick. <laughs> <laughs> You'll not ask a question again, you're laughing at his name, man. Says, uh, Sorry, Gav, on behalf of everyone at the Hibs. He's... Craig. Yeah, so talking, it must be talking about Livingston. They don't water the pitch. Should the SPFL instate this as a rule? I'm assuming he means that the pitch should be watered. I don't really think it. It's it's the old cold showers and mm-hmm. it's, it's just daft tactics, really. And it works for them. Should it be a rule? I mean... I if, think the rule should be the... more that there's no artificial pitches in the league. Yeah, That's just I think that I think should be the rule. Even if you water that pitch, with the way it was on Saturday, it would have dried up within 5, 10, 15 minutes anyway. Yeah. So, no, mines would be mines would be the, the rule that they shouldn't actually have them. Yeah, I don't think you should have them either, but what can you do? What can you do? Exactly. Uh, next one is... So the, que- the answer to your question, Gav, is... Uh, yes in a way know. but no <laughs> yes in a way but no Um, next one Charlie Banks from the Strong Opinion Hibs 
I love the strong opinion. <laughs> we love the strong opinion here at the Hibs Ramble. Um, <laughs> nice collabs with the pods there. Uh, do you think exactly. Paul, do you think Paul Hanlon's time at Hibs is up? Mm, no, don't think so. <sighs> it's maybe coming to an end in a playing sense. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Paul's maybe at an age where he's what thirty two now, or he'll be coming up thirty two if he's not already thirty two. That he's maybe it's not that old. Yeah, but he's because he's never been the paciest of defenders, and he's never really you know he's never been that sort of brutal, bulky centre half. He's yeah. always been that more sort of cultured centre half who tries not to get dragged into fit. Like so, he's not really got you know. So if you're a a big brute, you can kind of rely on that if you lose your pace a wee bit. Yeah. But he's never really had that that upper body stature or that pace. Not that he was slow, obviously, but do you know what I mean. He was never. He wasn't breaking any hundred meter records. Uh I think from Paul's point of view. It might be, and I think the captaincy getting a taken getting taken away from him might be a, an indication of that. Might be an indication that he's he's playing days certainly as a first team pick because I think the only reason he played on Saturday was because Rocky was injured. I think if Rocky was still fit, if Rocky had been fit, sorry that yeah, I probably would have, would have started Rocky ahead of the Hanlon. It would have been Porto and Rocky in the middle. Shows you that we need a centre half though. Yeah. If we sign a centre-half, I would say that his time is definitely coming to an end. Next one is for our old pal Cal Laidlaw, for the not-so-secret GC. His <laughs> question is, um, if we only sign one more position, what do you want? Centre-half. Might be a centre-mid. Uh, and finally, last question is from uh, Skechers boy, Liam Riley. We're sketchers. Uh, what player in the current squad deserves a song slash chat? I'm assuming he means chant. Uh, and what? Oh, that's it... not Liam making spell mistakes, is it? <laughs> and what would it sound like? Right, and I'm not gonna lie. I've been thinking about this. Did I send you it last night? Yeah, yes, I'm sure you sent one about Eliuan. Yeah, I was on the beers last night, right? And I was thinking about this all yesterday because Yuan's name, Eliuan's name, is really good for a chant. So. <clears throat> You ready? I'm gonna I'm gonna recite it now. Mines would just quickly before you recite, mines would be you the one that I you aren't you aren't no. You aren't the one that, that no, doesn't work. Hash. That is rubbish. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Honey. Right, so mines is we Johnson say they want says man, you an you an Ron Gordon went and brought him back, you an you an he plays his game in white and green, the best haircut you've ever seen. It's LA, you and a high beast 23. <laughs> you're cringing, but it's good. You can oh. block seven if you're listening. I'll get I'll give you my number. I thought I thought but you say they see I, I immediately go for the <laughs> accuracy of their song. And what do you mean he brought him back? Bringing him back means he's been away. So he brought him back for Switzerland when he went to go and get him. I bet. No, that doesn't work. Ron we, Gordon uh, went sorry. and brought him back. He, no. he flew on Ryanair with all the jambos to Switzerland and brought him back. No, actually, it was to Ibiza. 
Oh, is it? It was to Ibiza, yeah, and because uh, some Hearts fans were connecting to Zurich via Ibiza. All right. Ron Gordon away, <laughs> sign Wayne Lineker for Hibs. Go <laughs> <laughs> out in Ocean Beach for the Dev Squad. <laughs> so, sorry, Liam, final question that's actually came in from Liam Horribine, and it's a bit of an interesting one. Describe yourself as a footballer. Now, I'm not sure if he's meaning describe how we play football or if there's a footballer that maybe suits our personality. Like, for example, I'm lazy and hide away for confrontation, so I could probably say Joe Newell. <laughs> I'm, only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I definitely don't mean that. Um, I like who... Like when you played football as a brand, did you model yourself on on anybody? I don't know if I modelled myself on anyone. My favourite player was Derek Rard, and I probably tried to be like him, but I don't think I I really went out and thought, oh, this is what Derek Rard does. This is what I'm going to do. But you know, if I had to describe myself now, at fives, I'm like a wee laying spray. I'm like Scottish Parlow, easy, pinging those balls all over the gaff, man, all over the cage. Uh, when I was my my hero as a bairn was David Beckham like he was just my like to the point where I would go out with a ball and I would practice his technique of hitting a corner you know like with the body shape and the arm Aye. movements and that Um, and then I ended up playing left wing which kind of didn't Messed really work up. I worked from my corners and free kicks and that but um, describe myself as a footballer probably say Morelos <laughs> what fat I'm chubby <laughs> I'm chubby I'm very very easily wound up nah, you're not and right. I like to ram it up folk when I prove them wrong nah I and get that in the case of like in the group chat if something I say gets proved right which isn't very often by the but, way but when it does but when it does I do the <laughs> For those I'm imitating the Morelos celebration. <laughs> right, my cu- probably current player, I'd say Morelos. I don't know who I would go with. Garnet Xhaka. Because he's all right, but he's not really good. An arsehole that needs likes. <laughs> 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 he's all right, but he's not really good, but he's good enough. Aye. Gets by. He pisses off his own fans at times and. Doesn't he like <laughs> constantly has folk booing him? Talking to the Buffalo, it's a nice wee segue into our upcoming fixture Saturday. Is it, tw- is it half 12? Half 12 or half 12 kickoff? It's half 12, isn't it? Something like that. Half 12. Uh, Early. We welcome Geo's Rangers to Easter Road. Um, did you watch them the other night against PSV? I watched some of it. I watched the last, the last twenty minutes or so, just after they'd scored their second goal. Mm-hmm. I watched from then. Yeah, that. Uh... I was actually instead I was watching the Shania Twain documentary on Netflix. I didn't even realise that Rangers were playing. That actually sounds like a banger. I might. It was uh... good. Like it was good. Um, but I. Takeaways for that game, I think you can't really look at Rangers on a European night and think, right, where are we going? Where could we be successful? Because 
as they've seen last season, they're a different, they seem to be just a completely different animal when they play in Europe. However, having said that, the one area they can be got it, and they've been able set to be got pieces. it for a good number of years as set pieces. Um, Goldson's defending for the second one was a joke. Yeah, he's defending for the first one as well. He stoops down to head the ball. Mm-hmm. He, he's almost squatting when he heads it. Um, yeah. And then his second one, he's just got no no intention of actually challenging for the ball. Doesn't even look like he's arsed. The boy's at least three feet in there above him when he heads it. He's really even jumped. Aye. So, Callum had said, obviously, the the news that uh, Chibriah lost his dad during the week. Um, Obviously, if he listens, we send you our best wishes and our condolences. Yeah. But with him being out, potentially, because he's back in Croatia, obviously, supporting his family at the moment, where does that leave us in terms of setting up the team? Because Stevenson's not ready yet either. Do we potentially look at going with a back three? I mean... But then if we do go with a back three, that opens up the question of who plays left wing back. Or do yeah, you well, think, if Dimitri Mitchell's back... I think it might then, still be too soon for Mitchell as well. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh I don't know, Lewis Miller, could he go and play on the left and then have Cadden on the right? Well, we've seen what game was it we've seen with Cadden on the left and Miller on the right. Was, just, it, was it Morton? We could always have... Aye. We could always have Cadden on the left and then even Boyle on the right. Right wing back, throwback, nah. throwback Saturdays. Nah, you want... We need Boyle further up the park. Boyle's... Yeah. Boyle's no use to us at, at right wing back. I think... With Hanlon being fit, it does give us the option to go with a three of Hanlon, Porteous and Rocky. If Rocky's then, fit. If Rocky's fit, aye. And then either Cadden and Miller right and left. I think team. that's probably... Or we if go we're going to go with a back five. Or we go with the four and Cadden just moves over to the left and Miller comes in to the right. I think either way we'll probably see Miller in if Jabriah yeah. can't isn't coming back mm-hmm. and then I think the middle of the park unfortunately almost picks itself we might see um, JDH come back in for this one he's came off the bench I think ideal midfield stand. three for me is JDH Kenna and Newell for me uh, it's um, it's hard because there's not really anybody on the bench that you could even say you know, that's been on the bench recently, that you could say, oh, you know, we could maybe not play Newell or Kenna or JDH and play this one instead. Like, there's kind of, there's, yeah. three, spot, there's three spots in the midfield and you've really only got four players to choose from. And one of them's um, injured. And, you know, you're almost, you know, Henderson has shown that it doesn't work, I think, in a central three. Um, And then in the forward areas, I know that... Uh, Melkerson had came off an injury last week. We're not sure how he's doing. Yeah. Um, and then you've got. I think this could be a game where it clicks for Yuan and Boyle in terms yeah, of they, Rangers. They looked really good actually on Saturday second half. Rangers obviously, you know, didn't leave their defense on the edge of their box. They leave their defense quite high. Yeah. So it could, you know, that sort of space in between, almost, you know. 
similar to what Stokes had against Tavernier in the final. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, attacking down that sort of left hand side and running it. To, like I think you know, he's. I think we all know he's a he's a good player when it comes to attacking and dead balls and set plays and stuff. But when it comes defending. to defending, he's he's never been great. Yeah, he's a bit um, like Trent, isn't he? Yeah, in that respect. And that you could, we could get a lot of you know we could get a lot of joy. I think between in those spaces between the full backs and the centre backs in terms of Yuan on the left between Tavernier and Goldson, and then uh, Boyle on the right between uh, James Sands if he plays and, and Barisic. Uh, Barisic or if they've if they've got their new Turkish left back then. Um, I do think the the one player that we do need to keep an eye on is Tom Lawrence. I think he could be um, a danger if he's able to pick up the ball in those pockets between sort of our Good defensive midfield. Um, he's certainly been decent for them so far this season. Morelos single-handedly one of the worst three kicks I've ever seen. I've I don't know how seen. it gets through the wall initially. It's one of the worst three kicks I've ever seen, and then it's an even worse. Attempt by a keep by the keeper it's to save absolute it. Absolute really. Yeah. But set pieces are our our danger area, I think. But then you look at the set pieces we've taken recently, and they've been they've been pitiful. Um, Apart from the one against St Johnston, St Johnston we scored. But even then, you're talking one in about what maybe twenty to twenty five corners slash attacking free kicks. Do you know what I mean? And those. An attacking free kick that's not sent to the goal, you know, that's sort of off to the yeah. off to either edge to of the yard box kind of or coming in for deep. Um I think that's definitely an area that we need that we really, really need to get better at. I think I know so. Could you see anyone coming in before? I what transfers wise? Yeah, I think there was talk today about a guy uh, somebody was getting shown around HTC. Yeah, well, I mean the chat on that Adam Gregor's gone a bit quiet. For the dev squad, so I'm, and the even the McCormick chat has gone a little bit quiet from the other day when it started mm-hmm. going off. I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see one coming in because obviously Lee Johnson wants to get another couple of players in the door. Whether that might depend on players leaving though, so yeah, we might. Add, the short answer is Craig. I've not got a clue. Well, I think from from watching Rangers the other night, they're not as I don't think they're anywhere near as good as a footballing team that they were under Gerard at times. Yeah, but no, I, I do, so. but I do think they have more of a res, no resilience, maybe not the right word, but they're maybe more difficult to break down than they were at times under Gerard. Yeah. Um, but they do leave those big spaces in behind, and I think that's, like mm-hmm. you said, will help Martin Boyle if he starts or whenever he comes on in early UN. Hopefully they can. Uh, yeah, if they, if they a, keep a if they keep Tavernier and Barisic high and wide, then I think we've got a chance because even in the middle, like Goldson's not the quickest, Sands isn't the quickest, and I don't think Lindstrom's the quickest as well. If you're you know in a foot race, Yuan and Boyle are beating almost anybody in that Rangers team. Yeah, probably you're probably looking at Kent, maybe being the only real one that would would possibly keep up with them. Yeah, um, probably. But anyway, we're both going, both looking forward to it. Yeah, I hate half twelve kickoffs on a Saturday. However, yeah. I do kind of like half twelve kickoffs on a Saturday because it frees up the rest of your day a bit. 
That's not so bad. Apart from, well, I'm not drinking anyway. I'm off the drink. Apart from last night, so yeah, that one doesn't really bother me. I'm actually I'm off the drink, mate. I'm on a health kick. Eh? I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, "What a fucking disgrace you are, Liam." Good. I feel the same. I done over fifteen thousand steps yesterday, which I felt was quite an achievement considering I very rarely break. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of trips to the fridge. Yep. <laughs> it was. Anyway, uh, predictions. What we're we going for? I'd be happy with a point, but it's uh, it's a Hibs podcast, eh? so I'll go two 0 Hibs. I'll take I'll take the score draw this one. I think. Um, I still don't think we're anywhere near settled. But I do think we're getting a game closer to it clicking. And I think yep. when it does click, we're Someone's going to get getting a, doing. Somebody, some, a team somewhere is going to get a very, very sore arse. Yeah, Thomas. hopefully it's Kilmarnock. Or St Mirren. Because that's the uh, yeah. seven games a week following. Um, but that's it. We'll wrap up the episode four of the Hibs Ramble to hopefully, we're literally finishing recording eight minutes before six. Which means yeah, that... I'm I'm away to go and get my Toblerone out. Um, yeah. I've just checked the time on my Swiss watch, and yeah. it's eight minutes to six. So, Toblerone out. I'm hoping Here we that go. by the time I've I always get, liked Zurich. Get downstairs, um, and see our nearest and dearest getting a sore one. Um, there's been obviously chat about them. Obviously, the fans have travelled over. I think we're obviously a wee bit jealous watching them. However, we can console so ourselves. By the way. We can console ourselves with the fact that Switzerland is absolutely dear as fuck, and they <laughs> are paying through the nose for everything. However, the flag's a big plus, and we'll leave you on that one. We'll see you, <laughs> ne- we'll see you next week. Cheers. See ya.